You're listening to Hashtag No Filter with Zach Peter. That's me, your sassy source for lifestyle advice, wellness tips, and pop culture dish. I'm the reality TV junkie, self-improvement addict, and holistic hustler here to help you get your shit together and laugh through all the chaos of life in your 20s if you're not doing so already. Go and give me a follow at Just Plain Zach for really funny Instagram stories, probably of my neighbors, um, some adorable memes, and some really cute selfies. I went to a really fun um, event last night for the new premiere of Hunters on Amazon Prime, and it was really, really good. So I have some really cute pictures from that, from the little pre-launch party, which was a lot of fun. They turned like Highland Park into like uh, 1970s New York, and it just made me feel like I was back in the 70s, and it was a fun little vibe. Um... Ooh, we have a good episode today. We have Kristen Doty on, but before we get to her, this week's drink of the week is called The Lover's Potion. Dun, dun, dun. It's a fizzy, light rosé cocktail packed with minerals and electrolytes thanks to our pals at Drink Simple. Trust me, it tastes delicious. It's made with some lemon vodka, some Bev Rosé, some fresh raspberries, a little spritz of fresh lemon, some raspberry lemon sparkling maple water from Drink Simple, which is so yummy. And like I said, it's packed with minerals and electrolytes, and it's just, oh, it gives nice little bubbles. It's lightly sweetened with pure cane, because, you know, we like to sweeten up our life with pure cane. If you want the full recipe, you can get it at JustPlainZach.com, like always, or you can check the, the description below. Are you ready, you guys? I don't think you're ready for today's episode. (sighs) Today's episode is going to hit you like a kamikaze. I'm hoping today's guest can help me feel a little less crazy. You know her from bringing the heat every season on Vanderpump Rules, and now she's here to spill the tea on all the boys she's ever loved before. Here to dish on her new book, He's Making You Crazy, How to Get the Guy, Get Even, and Get Over It, please welcome Miss Kristen Doty. What's up? How you doing, <laughs> Thanks Kristen? Thanks so much for having me. So excited to have you so on the good. show. Loving the new season of Vanderpump, even though we haven't, we've only seen little clips of you, and I feel like we haven't seen you in your true light yet. But I'm, I'm, I have a little faith for you this season. Oh yeah, more to come. Lots more to come. So before we dive into it, because I want to ask you all about your book, and I have a couple of Vanderpump questions, but you have to answer my icebreaker questions first. Are you ready? Okay. What's, I'm ready. What's one word your mother would use to describe Kristen Doty? Um, it's the thesis, but my mom calls me Grace because oh. I'm like literally the clumsiest person on the face of the planet. Uh, I love it. What's one fact people would not <laughs> expect from seeing you on Vanderpump? I don't think people know that I'm fluent in sign language. Really? Yeah. It's the only other language I speak. But yeah, I... I started learning sign language when I was in kindergarten. What? So that's really fun. Okay, what is your drink of choice? What do you normally order when you go out? Oh, I mean, it depends on which day that ends and why, I suppose. Um, I will say I'm not a gin drinker. I'm not a blended scotch drinker. Typically, you know, we I love my wine. I love my, which is a Weho Pinot Grigio. Um, I love rosé and probably vodka. Love it. Those are, I think, my usual go-to twos. <laughs> okay, last icebreaker question. If you had to be reincarnated as a Kardashian, which one would it be? Chloe. Chloe. Why Chloe? Chloe, hands down. I love Chloe. I'm obsessed with her. I think she's a badass bitch. I think she has had to deal with so many men that have made her crazy, and she just she's just honest and, and bold and such a strong woman. Would you? I, ha- just, I love her. Would you have any advice for her in relationships since all of her 
her relationships have been so publicly scandalous? You know, I think Chloe, like, I really look up to her because she handles all the public like scrutiny so well. I think she's just such like a boss asset. Um, and the only advice I would ever give her is just to know that like, if you're feeling crazy, it's not your fault. Like he made you crazy. <laughs> I love it. Um, so before we dive into, cause I've gotten a little a sneak peek at this new book, he's making you crazy. And Kristen, it's so juicy. Like we see a lot of stuff on Vanderpump, but you even dive a little deeper in the new book with like some, some oh, yeah. facts that we don't get from the show. So before I dive into that, I do have a couple of Vanderpump questions for you. Okay. So I'm pretty sure you're tired of getting asked this, but I need an update on Stassi's wedding. At this point, are you just ready to just be prepared to not attend the wedding? I mean, it's definitely a possibility. I've, um, I see Stassi seldomly, Katie as well. Um, when we do see each other, you know, it's, we're cordial and, and they're kind and I am as well. And I think that that's really great because, I think Stassi has said, you know, in, in many of like the like the press she's done or even on her own podcast and other people's podcasts that I, I feel like I'm starting to realize that like we're almost in the same boat where we neither of us we're kind of watching the season to see how the other person feels. I wish that we could just I wish at some point too that you know, we could have just sat down and had a really transparent conversation about everything that was going on. But, you know, the last thing I heard from her was like, it was a 50, 50 chance that I was invited. So I'm, I'm ready to be invited. I'm also ready for the fact that I may not be. Um, I just think I'm in a very different place now than I was this past summer. And writing the book especially was like such a therapeutic experience. So it was not only like kind of being nostalgic and sifting through all these past relationships with the men that, and the boys I've dated, but also like my relationships with my girlfriend. What do you think is preventing Stassi from actually moving forward and having a conversation with you to kind of hash out the details of why you guys are even in this, this, you know, I don't, I don't really know. And I don't want to speak for her. Like I've definitely like guessed and hypothesized and because I'm the kind of person which you guys I think have all seen on the show. It's like, if I don't have an answer, like I'm going to make up a million scenarios in my head as to why and the why and the what and the who, when, where, how. And I've definitely like hypothesized, well, like, I don't know, because I'm not, you know, in the same place that she is in her life. Like I'm single and I'm dating and I don't have that boyfriend. I don't have the husband and I don't have like the pregnancy packed with all my best friends right now. She's publicly said that had nothing to do with it, but that was like, you know, one of my guesses. So I feel like I'm just going to keep watching. And then hopefully when we film the reunion in a couple of months, I'll, I'll get my answer. Do you think that the show is kind of preventing you guys from making up because you're already anticipating having to have this conversation at the reunion? I mean, that's also another possibility. Like maybe she is doing her job and kind of waiting for that. I personally, like these are my real friendships, my real relationships. So Although we could hash it out there, I just feel like when we're both ready, we should just talk. <laughs> Do you think maybe her like um, I don't know. cloud I, of success I, I might be? To... Do you think her new like cloud of success um, no, might be kind of keeping her distracted? That that is that too. I mean, she is really busy, and I know that. And we've talked a little bit. Like she's been very gracious about my book and like successes in my home, and you know, we kind of exchange pleasantries that when it comes to those things like I always send her a congratulatory text when I found out Steamboat bought the house and 
you know, they finally found their where they're getting married. And I'm always constantly just letting her know, I'm still thinking about you. I don't know if, if our, I, I've said this before and I just, I don't think, I don't want the same friendship that I had with them, but I am open to something better or new or different with some growth and some change. I don't know if that's yet possible, but when I say that I don't want the same friendship, I just mean that I think we're in such different places and we've all grown. Most of us have grown over the last year with all these big life moments. And, you know, if we were to get back to a place where we could be friends again and be best friends again, I would hope that it could be just something like a little more mature, perhaps. (laughs) Would you be surprised if the friendship just didn't move forward and you guys just kind of transitioned into your own different directions at this point? I mean, that's definitely a possibility, too. Like I said, I mean, the process of writing the book was like probably the most therapeutic thing that I've ever done for myself because I really had to like be insightful and, and really like dig deep into me and and what was making me feel certain ways like the guys making me crazy or my best friends making me crazy thinking that they know what's best for me all the time so it's like there's a possibility I think that I'm much more open to listening now than I ever have been so I'm open to like having a conversation with Dottie and with Katie I think they need to be separate conversations um but you know anything's possible I don't know we could this could just be it this, that's a possibility too. So last month you mentioned that you may have been talking to someone that may or might may not be Schwartz's friend. Do you have an update on your love life? <laughs> I mean, I'm, I don't have a boyfriend. I am dating. Um, that, that boy is someone that I've been hanging out with and we're just like having fun. And I think that because I'm really busy right now and I'm getting ready to, you know, jump into like this book tour and, just so many awesome things are happening with James May and I so I'm trying to just kind of let just kind of like let go of the control and kind of just see see where things happen yeah I don't need a boyfriend right now I'm not you know what I mean maybe one day he would be my boyfriend or maybe it'll be someone else like I you know I'm just kind of like riding the wave yeah that's good I feel like you kind of need to just ride the wave and and see where it kind of takes you and I'm excited to watch it yeah, unfold exactly. this season. It's so much fun. I'm just having so much fun right now. Like that—that's the most important thing. So your new book, you say that nobody, no one is safe. And like I said, there you—you you talk about situations that we've seen <laughs> on Vanderpump Rules, but you dive a little deeper and give us some details that maybe because, like, when you're watching it on a reality show, it's obviously an edited version, so they don't include everything, and we don't get your inner monologue throughout the entire scenario. So what? Yeah, and there, are, you know, there are other cast members. They have a story to tell. I get it, but this is my opportunity to really tell you guys like my POV. Do you think anybody from the cast might be upset once the book comes out? I mean, I don't think, um, I sort of prepared Tom Sandoval and he's, you know, he gets it. We've kind of drilled that, you know, nail into the wall, like as far as all of my stuff with him and he knows he's in the book a lot. Ariana is aware she's in the book a lot. Um, Jack, you know, you never know with Jack. (laughs) He might not love that chapter about what happened, but it was my truth. And, you know, I'm not trashing anyone. I'm just being very honest. And at the same time, like, there are no names in this book. And that's not to protect the innocent because no one is innocent. <laughs> but because there are no names, if the, any of the guys in this book want to come out and, and take that claim that that's their chapter, that's on them. Because <laughs> if I were them, I would not admit that. <laughs> 
So what do you think? I, you obviously get very vulnerable in the book. Do you think that people will get to really see a different side of you that we don't see as the quote unquote crazy Kristen from Vanderpump? Yeah, I really hope so, because this is absolutely the most vulnerable thing I've ever done, including being on Vanderpump Rules. And I've bled out for that show. You know, I've screamed and cried and laughed and fallen on my face and had breakups and makeups, but this book is still by far the most vulnerable thing I've ever done. What would you say was the hardest part or the hardest chapter for you to write going through it? Because you really do get personal. Um, yeah, there, there are, you know, I think three, three really like maybe heavier chapters in the book. Um, the Jack chapter was very difficult, which, you know, I, I, I say that right away when you start reading that chapter that this was really hard because I had harbored so much guilt for so many years that I wasn't allowed to have these feelings or feel anything other than, you know, apologetic and, and sorrow for the people that I hurt. But I also had to realize like I'm a human too, and I'm allowed to have my opinions and my feelings, even if they weren't necessarily aired on Vanderpump Rules or maybe said in the press around that time. But it's been so many years now, I just felt like it's part of my experience of writing this book, if I wasn't going to be very open and honest with the reader on everything, then there was no point in doing it. Right. So that's kind of where I had to go with it. And like I said, there are two other much heavier chapters that were also really difficult to unpack that maybe it took me a little bit longer to sit down and like dig really deep into like how I felt and going back to those darker places isn't the most fun. But again, if I weren't completely honest with the reader about every moment of my relationship history, then I, you know, I would be a liar. And I would imagine it'd be wildly cathartic to kind of just like get it out on paper and like, you know, release it without oh, yeah. harboring those inner, those inner thoughts. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So I have a fun segment that I want to play with you called, is he making you crazy? And I want you to decide whether or not <laughs> we should cut the guy or keep him. Okay. Okay. All right. Love it. Okay. So if he's got you suspicious enough to check his phone, even if you don't find anything, do you think we should cut him or keep him? Cut him. Cut him. But what if we're, if he's we're giving not you, if he's, if he's giving you a reason to even think that, I mean, maybe you didn't find something at that moment. And this is a, a perfect example of this, like Carter, who I dated for four years never once went through his phone, never felt the need. And even though he and I didn't work out in the end, I, he was the one person that never made me feel that I had something to look for. What about when they try to tell us, oh, well, you're just, you're, why are you checking my phone? You're crazy. Like you shouldn't listen to your intuition or your gut. Oh, then they're total sociopaths <laughs> because I absolutely believe in listening to your intuition and your gut. <laughs> Okay, what if... But we, I don't... And you'll, this is, this is going to sound a little maybe against what most people like know of me on Vanderpump Rules, but when you read me. the book, which you, you know, you have it, so you know a little bit better, but it also, you have to remember that like, I think the guy that you're dating needs to understand that like you've been through things before, so there might be a little bit of mistrust. Mm. And... To call any girl out, like calling her crazy or calling her psycho or like being like, why, why do you even think that? Well, you know what? Because of every other guy that's ever been in my life. So be a little more understanding. Be a man. I like that. Um, if you've been with him for a few weeks, but he's not asking you out on Valentine's Day, should we cut him or keep him? 
I'll keep him. Valentine's Day, Valentine's Day. It's just a Hallmark holiday. I think every every other day should be like a Valentine's Day. There's no need to put the pressure on February 14th. What if he's liking thirsty pics or tweets from other girls? Should we cut him or keep him? Uh, it's a, it, uh, that's a tough one because my, my gut told me to cut him. But if he's just one of those like double tappers on everything he sees on his feed, it's like, no. Uh, you know, maybe that's just his MO. Do you think that like thirsty pictures on Instagram or like following like an Instagram model and watching porn, do you think that they're kind of in that same league where it's more of just like um, escapism or it's, you know, it's their way of, you know, not necessarily cheating, but getting attention elsewhere? Yeah. yeah I mean, as long as they're not DMing these girls and like co- contacting them or having some sort of friendship or relationship with these random insta girls and i don't think it's that big of a deal and porn is definitely not a big deal okay that's healthy and normal and safe for everyone that's that's my opinion okay what if he's still on bumble you find out that he's still on the dating apps and you aren't really sure if you guys are exclusive <laughs> yet kick him to the curb uh, kick him to the curb when do you think is a good point unless to you're like... just casually if if you're casually dating then that's none of your business but if you are trying to pursue an actual relationship and you you're even somewhat like seriously or exclusively dating. Like, no, he's not, he's not that into you. <laughs> when, when do you think is like an appropriate time to even have that conversation of like, okay, maybe we should get exclusive and stop seeing other people. Like how long into dating do you think is an appropriate time? See, this is hilarious. Cause asking me this today or asking me this maybe like two years ago, my answers were completely different. But for example, the, one guy that I've been kind of, you know, seeing and dating and talking to, like, it's been a couple of months and I don't see any need to put a label on anything. So I think that's re- it's like the one time I'm going to be wishy-washy and just say it's kind of each their own. Like, how long have they been single? You know, what if they just got out of a serious relationship? It might take a little bit longer. So I think patience is a virtue. Patience is a virtue. And I don't have I don't have much patience, Kristen. I'm like, are we in or are we out? Like me neither. Three weeks oh, in. I'm, I'm, like, in, I'm impatient as fuck. I'm like, are you gonna yeah. put a ring Carter on and it, I said, kids? I love you after after three weeks, but right now with you know, this person that I'm hanging out and talking to, I feel like the attention I'm giving should just be enough. And, you know, if it's not, then we're not in the same place. Okay. What about if a guy wants I think it's just really important really important to just love yourself and do what's best for you. That's the bottom line. Yeah. What about if a guy says that he wants to hang out with you, but he always seems to be too busy to actually commit? Cut him. Cut him. Bye. Why do you think guys he do that? He doesn't have time for a date. He doesn't have time for you. Why do guys say that they want to <laughs> date you and then they don't actually make plans and follow through? That drives me crazy. Because, yeah, because they don't want to do the dirty work because they're probably not that into you. Because if someone's into you, they're going to move mountains to be with you. They're going to do whatever they can to spend time with you. And they're two big of babies and pussies essentially to do the dirty work themselves and say, you know what? It's not really working out. They, if they just ghost you, then eventually you're going to walk away. I hear that. Um, what if he flirts with your girlfriends? Do you think that flirting is ever just kind of surface and not too deep? Or do you think if he's flirting with your girlfriends, he's probably willing to cheat on you? So, I mean, there's a difference between flirting and friendly flirting because being with some like a likable, really confident guy who's just like really loves to like be friends with your friends and have fun conversations and for an insecure 
girl or guy, you know, that can come off as quote unquote flirting. But if it's just light and fun and he's trying to be a part of your friend group, I think that that's so harmless and actually really kind and wonderful. But if he's actually flirting with your girlfriends, I mean, the bottom line is I think guys and girls can have, can be like friends, platonic friends, but they probably have to have sex first. So, <laughs> okay. You know, well, what, like, what if so he, what he's if he's actually, he's actually flirting? Eh, no. What if he's actually slept with one of your friends? Um, I think that depends on a timeline because, you know, Carter and Katie Maloney slept together 10 years before I ever started dating him and nothing to worry about there. And look at, look at our show. I mean, it's the most incestuous group of friends you've ever met. Okay. So now I have some, people have history. So now I have some real life scenarios that I want to throw at you that some of my listeners have sent in. We want some of Kristen's not so crazy advice. Are you ready to dish it? Okay. Okay. Ready. What do you do if your boyfriend cheats on you? Is there, oh, we actually just tackled this one. If he ever cheats on you, is there ever redemption? Do you think that if you guys have been together for a while, can you rebound from him dipping out? Um, the only way I think there's a, it, a, a shot in hell is through with therapy, like couples therapy and working it out. Like if he made one mistake, but he's willing to truly work on it and be accepting that the trust is literally gone and you need to rebuild it. I never say never or forever to anything. Like I don't think living in absolute is, is healthy, but unless he's willing to actually go through those steps, like whatever it takes to make you feel more secure then you know, if he's not willing, then no, that's it. Move on. You're worth that. You're worth way more than that. Do you think guys like driving us crazy? Do you think they like find yes. that fun? They like, to like make you crazy <laughs> and then you have crazier sex in bed. Yeah, that's definitely a possibility too. I mean, it definitely happens. I just think there, it's just different species of man that you know not all men are like this not all men are bad and i'm never saying that i hope people understand that but you know for the most part like they kind of go out of their way to be selfish um ego driven and then they just like to to shove that oh if you're you're emotional you're crazy you know they that's i think where like it gets tricky because just because we're emotional or we have feelings or we have opinions, it doesn't mean we're crazy. And that's kind of like why I started writing the book to begin with. So where do I even find a good guy? Like, am I just going to find him at Erwan one day getting organic cage-free eggs? Like, I feel like in L.A. it's so hey, hard to Hey, if you want to go to Erwan, if you want to go to Erwan with me, I'm down. The Gelson's in the Valley has like a little wine bar. Oh, we could just go there and, you know, see what pickings we have. <laughs> Speaking of wine, is there going to be any advances with the um, Witches of WeHo wine? Any new wines we down the line? That will, be, that will definitely be a heavy topic this season mm. on Vanderpump. So, but right now it is still available and for sale. And we're, Katie and I are pushing it really hard. Stassi's been a little busy with, you know, her tour and whatnot. But Katie and I are super passionate about it. And you guys, yeah, you'll, you'll kind of see how that plays out this season. Okay, uh, next bit of advice. My lease is ending soon, and I'm thinking of moving in with my boyfriend after a year of dating. We'll be saving money, which is great, but I don't know if we're ready for that next step. How long into a relationship do you think you should start living together, if ever? So I think that's totally to each their own. And I went through a similar situation like this with Carter. When we had only been dating three months and his lease was up, we were already hard three months into the saying I love you. 
And I thought, why not let him move in with me while my lease is still going for another few months? Let's play house. Let's see if it's a possibility before we spend all that money in that hard time, you know, getting a place together. So I say, like, why not give it a shot? Move in with him. You guys will know right away. And at least you didn't sign a lease together. What do you think about like what Gwyneth Paltrow did with her husband, Brad, and how they um, they didn't live together for like a few months, even after getting married, and they kind of kept their own home still? Could you see um, uh, You know, I'm not married. <laughs> I don't have a husband, so I don't know. I feel like you don't really know someone until you live with them. Mm. That's just my personal opinion. I, I don't think living in separate spaces, you really get to know all of those like annoying little quirks that you have to find out like at the end of the day, like every person that you date, you're, there's going to be something you don't like about them. There's going to be a quirk or a little, you know, thing that irritates you. And you just have to ask yourself two questions. One, is it fixable or changeable? And if it's not, can I live with it? And I don't think that you will know those things about someone unless you're actually living together. Has there ever been a situation where you've moved in with a guy and like immediately regretted moving in together and it caused the breakup? Yes, a hundred percent. I moved out of state with someone and I knew right away it was probably not the best idea, but I, but I stayed, I stayed with it for a little while longer. Oh my God. Out of state. You can't just run back home after going out of state. Exactly. <laughs> it complicates the situation. All right. To round things out, I have a couple of Instagram questions that people have for you. Are you ready? Uh-huh. Okay, Zara wants to know, do you have a celebrity crush? And if so, who is it? Oh, God, I have so many celebrity crushes. Um, I've always had, like, a huge crush on Joseph Gordon-Levitt. I just think he's, like, smart, sexy, oh, and, he is and sexy. cool, and intelligent. Um, but then I also have, like, my girl crushes. Like, I love, love Alexa Chung. I have a huge crush on Khloe Kardashian. Uh, I think my crushes lie more with the women than the dudes. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like Levitt could get it. Um, okay, this next one comes from <laughs> Jen. Jen wants to know, I'm really interested in how her mind works. I'd love for her to describe herself in three adjectives. How would you describe oh, yourself in man. three adjectives? Three adjectives. I'm loyal, brutally honest, and a little crazy. Do you think that we should own our crazy? I feel like we are often trying, like we're trying to yes. avoid, like we're crazy and guys make us feel crazy. But do you think we should just embrace that and kind of just be like, yeah, I am a little crazy and this is me. Take me as I am. Exactly. That is that is exactly what I want all, every woman or man or whoever to read this, that reads my book and is to know, like, stop avoiding this. We call it like the dreaded C word. It's not the C word we typically think about, but the word crazy because when a guy calls us crazy, and you've seen that on Vanderpump Rules this season, Sheena had a moment a couple of episodes ago where she's freaking out. She's like, I'm not crazy. Why does he call me crazy? I'm not crazy. Like, it's a bad thing. Like, no, maybe it's crazy means you're passionate, that you're protective, that you stand up for yourself, that you're emotional, that you feel feelings. Like, I don't think crazy is a bad thing. And rather than having these guys, like, or girls, you know, or girlfriends or whoever, like, kind of make you feel bad about yourself for feeling your feelings and expressing them. I think we just need to take the word crazy back. Love that. I agree. We just need own to it. own, Where yeah, is bad own it. Exactly. Own it. Um, yep. Samar wants to Absolutely. know who inspires you, Kristen. Sorry, say it one more time. Who inspires you? Do you have like any mentors or people that you really look up to? 
Yeah, you know, um, Michelle Alexander, my co-author, mm-hmm. um, she inspires me every single day. Um, I had no idea that I could develop such a, a close sisterhood of a best friendship with someone so quickly. We've been friends for years, but really being together every single day for months, like early mornings, late nights, and she knows me probably better than like maybe anyone in my whole life because she's now heard every story that I've ever had to tell to everything I've gone through. I know her stories and she's so successful and she's funny and she's so smart and you know, she's made it out through like all of her crazy stories. And I just really admire and look up to her. See, I like that. Cause like you got, it sounds like you're really building her up and I feel like you need that type of person in your life that can help build you and grow you and push you and also allow you to be a little crazy and still love you even when you get a little too crazy. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, I give major props to Michelle too, because as we were writing the book, it was her idea to add in kind of almost last minute before we turned everything in, we write a chapter about she's making me crazy and how the girls, girlfriends in our lives who think that they know better for us and they won't Mm -hmm. just let us live or learn these lessons on our own. And how it's like she witnessed so many times throughout the process of writing that these girls and she's like, why are they telling you like you shouldn't hang out with that person or you shouldn't date that person or you shouldn't be friends with Carter still or you should definitely be friends with Carter. She's like, why do they care? Like, why can't they just let you live and support you? It's like, well, holy shit. Like a light bulb went off. It was, it's so simple. I know it's hard. Sometimes I'm that friend. I like to fix everything for my friends and I like to tell them what I think they should do. Like, do you have, Oh, I Zach, you and me, bo- you and me both. I just think there's, I'm, I've learned that there's a way to go about it where you just support no matter what you give advice when asked for and share your own experiences to maybe help them. You know, what do you do when you have like a girlfriend that really is going through a situation with a guy and you know that he's just draining her, you know that he's not really interested in her. She continues to get hurt. Like how do you then approach that situation mm-hmm. with a friend? It's honestly the same things I just said. I just think the best thing you can do is number one, listen because some people don't want advice. Some people just need a sounding board and they just need to get it out because a lot of times for me and for a lot of my girlfriends, as I talk through it out loud, rather than just my internal monologue, that's like driving me nuts. As I speak through it out loud, you can kind of like your answer lies there. So I think listening a number one, number two, again, sharing your experiences of what you have been through, but don't necessarily offer unsolicited advice because everyone's different. Nobody knows what relationships are like behind closed doors. As much as maybe this person has told you, you know, everything he's done or you've witnessed it yourself. You don't know what's going on when no one's around. That's true. So I just think, listen to your experiences. Don't give unsolicited advice and just support no matter what, no matter. Still learn the lesson on our own. Yeah. All right, Kristen, thank you for joining me on No Filter today. He's making you crazy. How to get the guy, get even, and get over it is on. It's out for pre-sale now and on sale June 2nd. Kristen, are you going to be doing a book tour? People can get to see you when the book comes out? Absolutely. Yeah, we'll announce that coming up shortly, but we will be doing a book tour um, the, the week of the release and then probably further on as well. Sweet. Well, I'll be sure to come to one of those stops. You can actually sign my copy. Absolutely. All right. Thank you so much, Kristen. I appreciate you calling in and chatting with me. All right. Thanks, Zach. Bye. Okay, I'll talk to you soon. Bye. 
Thank you guys for listening to Hashtag No Filter with Zach Peter. That's mean. You can catch the show every Monday and Wednesday. And don't forget to pre-order Kristen's book. He's making you crazy. How to get the guy, get even, and get over it. It is on sale June 2nd, but you can pre-order it on Amazon right now. And I'm telling you, you guys, it is good. I've been reading it, and you're not going to want to miss this one. I actually, well, I can't, I don't know if I would compare it to Stasi's, but... They're both really good, and I'm excited for Kristen's because I can actually relate to Kristen's a little more, even though I am a bit of a basic bitch. Don't miss Vanderpump Rules every Tuesday on Bravo, and don't miss Hashtag No Filter with Zach Peter every Monday and Wednesday. I also have Hashtag Adulting, Life Hacks to Get Your Shit Together, which comes out every Tuesday. This week, we had Kelly Levesque on the show. Next week, we have Matt Lombardi on the show. Ooh, I put him in the hot seat. That's a good episode. Get ready for that one. Hashtag Adulting every Tuesday on all podcast platforms. Hashtag No Filter and Hashtag Adulting are on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Pandora. We're all over the place. I still don't know what the fuck Luminary is, but I think at this point, Luminary dad thank you guys for listening don't forget to give me a follow at just plain zach and get this week's drink of the week which is brought to you by drink simple at justplainzack.com or check that description below all right guys i'm gonna go read more of Kristen's book i'll talk to you later okay bye